0: This episode of Fever Talk is brought to you by...
1: Fuckaflies.
0: <laughs> Flies, You know, guys, like, I really do use this product. Um, you know, when, especially in the summer months, there's so many bugs getting in through the windows. It's really it's really awful. So instead of spraying co- toxic chemicals or, like, whipping, like, a mallet in the air to, to kill these bugs, um, I just turn on a very friendly Fly. Um, it's just like a, a plug-in socket that you plug into the, the wall, and uh, it just screams uh, primally at all the bugs, but in a pitch that you can't hear.
1: Oh, yeah, So really it,
0: yeah, yeah, it, it, it sounds something like this, fuck off, leave me alone! Um, but, uh, but I hear nothing, which is great, but the bugs are really bothered by it. So you can get your own uh, fuckafly uh, implant, no, <laughs> plug in, there you go. Uh, By going to FUCKAFLY.com and using the promo code FEVERTALK. And now, on with the show. Alright. We're making less money from our sponsors these days.
1: Are we?
0: Yeah. It's surprising, really. (laughs) Um, This week we are joined by the one and only... Actually, you know what, Heather? I don't know if I've ever actually said your surname out loud before. And so this may be a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Heather M'Bai.
2: Ah, you got it. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, I've always enjoyed the mmm by part. Like yeah. I, I, get, I get into that. Um, but if, for those who don't know, um, Heather has been a Dragon Con cohort of uh, mine and, and the kind of Gonzo crew for, should I say, seven
2: years? I think that my first year was the year that Dammit Liz was there. Um, oh, that is
0: a good while ago now. Yeah. There
2: was a huge Joko concert. That was the first time I'd ever seen Joko ever. Um and that was the year that that, that doc did that weird toilet thing. I that weird toilet that. Oh, I want to hear more about it. Oh god, yeah, we'll it's super that. funny. Aaron will have to tell about it because it was it was so odd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I came into it late. So this is yeah, it was about 10 years ago. And um they were talking about silly jokes that their kids like tell
1: okay
0: and i don't even know what the setup was well but basically you would he would hold out like a a finger and thumb like loop to make an o shape and hold it out to you and just wait for you to do something about it and yeah your first reaction is to kind of like put your finger in there i don't know why (laughs) but it is If someone offers you like a, a looped finger, I just want to put my finger in that. You see a why. hole you want
1: to fill it. Yeah,
0: and and then so the joke was is like, hi, you just cleaned my toilet. <laughs> yeah, that
1: joke.
0: His kid came up with. So, um, no, well, Doc doesn't oh. have a kid. I think it. I think it may have been like Joko's kid or uh, Jonathan Coulton, for anyone who doesn't know who jo- Joko is, uh, or it may have been uh, Paul Saborn from Paul and Storm. I think it might be uh-huh. his kid. But they, they were, but, like, Doc thought this was the greatest piece of comedy <laughs> he, he had ever come across.
2: He really did, and he couldn't let it go. No, he became oh, obsessed, funny.
0: absolutely obsessed with this. And it was, like, a bit for, like, a good hour, at least, where he was like, and so I, of course, had walked into this halfway through, and he just goes, hey, 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 <laughs> And then I went... <laughs> oh You just cleaned my toilet, and like lost the shit laughing every time.
1: But did anybody not like do the right thing? Like, did anybody like not like do that?
2: Or I am fairly you... certain. I just looked at him like, what? Are you are <laughs> <laughs> a very strange man, Doc Cameron. <laughs> um, Ken has video though. Oh really? Ken... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure he I still think... has video. Ken never throws anything away.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah, I know he has still has pictures at least, and anyway, yeah, but yeah, that was that was a, a <laughs> that was a good year though. Yeah, that's been a very good year. So that's so how. Great. That's when we met you. But like, how did we meet you?
2: Well, it was because of Damn It, Liz. Um, we have a mutual. She and I had a mu- mutual Twitter friend, and she was doing a lot of um, backstage man- management stuff for Paul and Storm. I think and Joko at the time, and. She decided literally at the last minute to fly in from Seattle for Dragon Con, but she never a room, and we did, and we got upgraded to a suite that year. I'm pretty sure we had Leonard Nimoy's suite, because, <laughs> because I used to travel a lot for work, and so I had like Hilton points or whatever, and I just right. checked in at the right time for them to say, oh, well, your room's not ready, but would you like this room instead? And we were like, hell Yeah. Uh, so we had this random room and then, so, and Liz came and she knew everybody and I didn't know any of those people. Um, I had never seen Venture Brothers. I'd, I'd never heard a Joko song. Um,
1: wait, and so think- what brought you there in the first place? Like what brought you to Dragon
2: Con? Dragon like- Con costuming. Okay. Okay. Absolutely costuming. Um, a huge, huge costumer. Um, uh, but that year, that is the year that, we had an enormous amount of champagne and a really nice suite, and uh, we had a really good time um, in that suite. And we met a lot of people. And we were like, "Oh, we don't want to stand in this line." And Liz said, "Oh, just come and do the merch for Joko." We were like, "Who's that?" So we went and sold. <laughs> we went and sold some CDs at the Gonzaru show, uh, and that's when we met everybody, I think, for the first time. And so
1: you just, you, you traded your, like, labor CD selling for, like, cutting lines. And that's how.
2: Definitely. That awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then it was, oh, well, let me give you a hand with this booze. Because Ken very famously doesn't drink. Um, yeah. A lot of the Gonzo crew would like to have a drink once in a while And I'm, I'm a, a big fan of bartending So I took <laughs> over Ken's bar for him um, at, at some point in the last few years So uh, that's why I bring the booze Yeah, you became the queen
0: of beverages Yeah, it's like you're the,
2: the caterer of the crew Or the traveling bartender Definitely the traveling bar um, the, the, wet, the red wagon of booze Yeah <laughs> I think is uh, it's not just it's, it sounds bad when you say it like that, but really there's more water in there than anything else. Oh there's yeah. like 14 kinds of seltzer water and oh yeah, some warm okay. water and some cold water because voice actors, and then <laughs> you know, like a ton of potato chips and junk food and stuff because there's never any time to eat at Dragon. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. We're always running from like panel to panel and like we're, we're famously like conventions people don't tend to look after themselves anyway um but especially the like the performers are they tend to just be running around doing a lot of shows and they don't get time to kind of you know relax uh and so yeah it became like a really vital thing but it was also nice for us to be able to like chat for a bit like backstage Mm -hmm. as well like that was kind of like you know one of the few times we got to socialize with each other (laughs) but uh your costuming thing because you did i remember something about a button
2: festival oh i i have a business i i sell buttons that's Uh, right it, (laughs) it sounds like uh sort of not much but it's a i own a business and i make replica buttons for costuming primarily historical costuming um and so that that came about because if you want to make there's there's a a medieval garment garment called a coat hardy that can have 200 buttons on it and if you're trying to find 200 matching buttons that look kind of medievally and you're trying to buy them at the craft store the local craft store is just not going to have enough yeah, um, or if they do, they're going to be plastic or something that just doesn't work. And so I started importing them for myself, and then it turned out there was a market for that um, among among other historical costumers. Um,
1: That's so cool. So, like, what kind of time periods do you do? Do you do? Is it all sort of that medieval stuff, or does it like span?
2: Well, there's one button that I have made that is it is accurate to period for about a thousand years, and for mm-hmm. pretty much in the world that used buttons at that time because it's just a little ball button with a, with a metal shank. Mm. Um, that was used from sort of like 600 to, you know, even now. Mm. Um, it's, so that is a very uh, common button. The, the problem with most commercially manufactured buttons is that they're not, they're either made with plastic or sort of resin stuff um, or they're not solid. Mm. so they're like hollow and they got a kind of weird loose shank on the back Mm. and that part's not accurate so the ones i make are solid and they're heavy i mean you could use these for fishing weights that would be like serious fishing weights (laughs) Um, but yeah so i do i do sell a lot of buttons on the internet um randomly
0: so hold on how do you make buttons
2: Oh, I don't make them. I design them, and I have them made in factories.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And then I have them shipped to me in the United States, and then I sell them from here. But I sell them all over the world. Wow. So, That's and a I point. used to sell on what? Etsy, but now I sell on Shopify.
0: What came first, though? Was it like the the did the, the, the wanting to make the costumes and then learning about the history of buttons come first, or did you already like have a base of like button knowledge? <laughs> like, Cause you just like gave me a lot of like historical facts. I'm like, Oh, how the fuck did you find this shit out? <laughs> well,
2: I mean, I mean, this is not obsessed podcast, but yeah, maybe I'm a little obsessed with <laughs> historical clothing. Just a little, um, to be honest, I love the clothing. I'm in a, I'm in a, um, uh, I used to when I was in college um so 25 years ago and I've just dated myself but oh, uh, wow. when I was in college I did civil war reenactment Wow and so that's where I started and then I then I found the ren fair and the ren fair is fun and everybody is having a beer and everybody is kind of there's like crazy comedy going on and lots of little shows and, and good music. And um, so the Ren Fair is a lot of fun. And then, but the Ren Fair is only once a year. So then I found the Society for Creative Anachronism, which is a medieval um, sort of 600 to 1600 um, uh, reenactment uh, group. Um, It's not really reenactment in the sense that we're not like going out and reproducing the Battle of Bosworth. Is it more like LARPing in that sense? No, it's not, but it's also not LARPing. There's no, there's no elves. Um, <laughs> we don't make up scenarios and then like go into the woods or whatever, but there are definitely like people, I mean, get into serious fights um, with the combat Rattan and they, they hit the crap out of each other with these wooden swords because if they used metal ones, they would kill each other right the armor on so so there's that and what I do at events is mostly I mean I've, I've been in the SCA for about 15 years maybe longer um but somebody has to pay the mundane taxes somebody has to do the tax paperwork somebody has to take money at the at the gate you know so that was kind of my um niche and also costuming Um, because if you want to make, when you're in college and you want to do reenactment, you can't afford to buy the clothes, Um, and I really enjoy the process of creating them, so that's where it started, and then I couldn't find the materials to make the things in Mm -hmm. in quantity, so I went out and found a
1: way. That's so cool. So when you when you go to those things, like, are you are you role playing? Or are you just sort of time playing? Like, do you create a character? Or are you just kind of like, this is me, but we're in this time period,
2: right? It's more like this is me. And we're in this time period. LARPing would be more like creating a character and then you right. behave in that character all weekend. Yeah. Um, but in the SCA, it's more like you show up and people are like, Hey, and you haven't, you have a different name, a period name. Heather is not a period name. It, that's a, that's a name from the 1800s. Um, so I couldn't, I wouldn't want to use my own first name. Right. But the name I use is from my family history. And then uh, my niece also is, is um, plays in the SCA and she has a name from our family history just because it was easy to pick one. And then, we go there, but it's more like, "Oh, hey, it's Heather," but this weekend she's Sibella because she's got the clothes on. You know, what's <laughs> the name? Sibella. Ooh, I
1: love that! Thank you. Um,
2: what is the type of name
0: that Darcy keeps like mentioning for like possible kid names. Oh my god, like, that's, that's the type of name. She's name. Always going it, for.
2: It's, it's a, it's a beautiful name. Yeah, English though, Aaron. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Like, That's the thing, He he. Well, he, wouldn't, he I, wouldn't.
0: I I wouldn't, I turned down Elizabeth because it was too English. I
1: love Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm going to go by Eliza, as in Hamilton, <laughs> of course. But uh, no, too English.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Uh, yeah. So so we're there all weekend, and and what we like to do is now we have the shop. Me and my best friend Leslie, we set the shop up, and we um like to drink some drinks of various kinds, mostly seltzer water Uh, uh, in a, but in a mug. So nobody, so my can doesn't harsh anybody's (laughs) (laughs) like, and then just sit and talk about nothing with friends. Kind of like, kind of like the backstage at dragon con kind of conversation where people are just, some people are really funny and uh, I tend to be pretty quiet. um, But I, uh, You party. I'm I'm definitely uh I'm more I'm, I sit and take it in and then I'm very
0: mm-hmm.
2: smart. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'm I'm so jealous that you get like these kind of like medieval Burning Man things that you can that do.
2: Sounds so cool. That's definitely that exactly cool? what it is. And guess what? They do it in Europe too. Do they? Because I
0: don't know. Because like Ren Fairs seems to be like from my point of view a very American thing. Like I know, I've only know of it from like movies and TV shows, but I've always like looked at it and goes like, "That looks like like a great fucking time." That's right up my alley.
2: Because Americans, have such- oh yeah. Oh my god! One time I went to a ren fair in Germany, and I don't speak German at all. <laughs> but they, because it's Germany, there were every single every single brewery had like a beer tent, and. Everybody was, it was in a castle and everybody's walking around it. It was all decorated. It was so cool. Oh, this sounds so cool. I think so you're cool. our next vacation. <laughs> so much beer. I like, I was like, I was like, wow. Um,. <laughs> Germany. You party. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's partying. Uh, but it was really cool because they have the, you know, we have to kind of just make, we put some tents in a field and that's kind of, you know, because we, we don't have castles uh, in America. And where is it done?
1: Like when you go, is it done in Georgia or like where is oh,
2: it? Yeah, all over the place. Okay. Um, there is a huge, uh, they call it Pensac Ward. That's in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. And that, uh, if it wasn't for... For the current situation would have ended this weekend, and that's a two-week-long war, and there might be ten thousand people there. Wow!
0: Um,
2: Then the next biggest event is called Gulf Wars, and that's in March in Southern Mississippi, Um, and that is uh, a war that I was pretty closely involved in. There's usually about three thousand to thirty-five hundred people there, Mm. Um, and so that can be a lot of fun. They've actually got a lot of permanent structures, so that is at one site. Those two places are at Pensac is always at the same place. Gulf Forest is always in the same mm-hmm. place. There are other smaller events that move around, and they might just have like a hundred people and be kind of a local um, thing, or even fewer than a hundred people. Um, and so those are all over Georgia, all over Alabama. They're really in every state. Every state has the SCA, um, and every so and there's SCA kingdoms. So I'm in the kingdom of Meridia's, and you guys are in the kingdom of Drachenwald.
1: Oh,
2: Dro- Drachenwald. Dra- Drachenwald. you that's, both- That sounds very Germanic.
1: It does. it does, that's like dragon forest.
2: I think it was created, I think that Drakenwald was created sort of in the army bases in Germany by, by um, folks who came from the U.S. and started, kind of started it up over there. I know a lot of people who found the SCA when they were in Drachenwald, and they were almost all in the military. Oh um, so I think it's it was originally but now I mean there's like an SCA France and those French people are in it you know we
1: need to bring um, to
2: of, well, we, I'm sure there I'm sure there is a group in Ireland there um, must be Yeah
0: must I be. just don't think we're that organized I don't think we're that organized or big in the, of a group group because we're I think for the even like cons like even like traditional comic cons and stuff like that they're still relatively small Groupings of that here in, in Ireland, so I think we're I think we're behind the times with that sort of stuff a little mm, bit. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, like I I found out a few years ago, that I'm a, I'm a reasonable talent at a bow and bow and arrow, and so mm-hmm. like I might I really want to go to a fair and like try and like go like do an archery competition or some shit. Like do you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> okay, that that is perfect. That um, archery is one of the things they do in the SCA target archery, and also. Um, combat archery. So those guys with the big wooden sticks beating each other up, not, not just guys, I should say people because mm. um, others do it too. But, um, you can get out there with a crossbow with a, a bolt on the end of it. That's instead of a point, it's a rubber ball. And those things hurt when they was, when you got I was going to say I don't think the rumor it bothers hurt. help y'all that much. It's really bad. <laughs> I got shot in the ankle one with one one time at a demo, and I don't think I stopped cussing for at least fifteen minutes. hurts so bad. <laughs>
1: and so when you go, like, is there a place for you to stay on site, or would you just go? Yeah. And is it like historically accurate? Like,
2: well, um. Sort of. Uh it depends on it depends on you. So like if it's at a local park or whatever, a lot of people have canvas tents. Right. Um and so you know, you get those kind of canvas marquee tents. Mm. Uh, and those can be really nice. But they are a lot of work to set up. Mm. And and there's also some events that have people have like at Gulf Wars, because that's a permanent site, there are people who pay the Owner of the land, like I don't know, 50 bucks a year or whatever. And they've built like little tiny houses. Oh my God, that's so cool. And they look like little tiny Tudor houses. It's so cute. We're not that cool. Um, But the owner of the the land at Gulf Wars also is smart and he put in RV hookups. So we stay in the RV because I'm not messing around with not having air conditioning and stuff. (laughs) I don't like. You
1: the thing I'm thinking of is like toilet, like in those tiny Tudor houses. Like, are there toilets?
2: No, usually, I mean, usually there's porta potties. Okay. There. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you got to draw the line somewhere yeah. in the recreation. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's and there's shower houses with running waters so Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we like people to take a lot of showers here. <laughs> <laughs> Although sometimes they don't, just like a Dragon Con. <laughs> oh man.
0: And it's funny because that was a thing, because I used to hear about it all the time. Because Dragon Con was the first convention at all I ever went to. I hadn't been to anyone anything before that. And so to go from zero to a hundred, which is like Dragon Con <laughs> is extreme, it was a definitely an experience. But um I always heard that people are really smelly at conventions. And they're, like, you know, all these people, like, they don't, like, shower. They're just, like, staying up all night playing games or whatever. And I think it was a few years before I experienced that. So I kept thinking, like, this was, like, you know, oh, just yeah, a myth. this is just, like, an urban Stereotype. legend. yeah. You know, these poor geeks are getting tired with a terrible brush. Right. Uh, and then, like, one year at Dragon Con, there was, like, a slow walk between, like, uh, one of the sky bridges. And it was, like, oh, I recognize it's not... Many people smell bad, but the ones that do smell bad smell fucking awful.
1: <laughs> and that fucking Atlanta heat in the summer, like I don't know how you do it. Like and I had my I and I was thinking like last year going with my costumes, I was like, I'm gonna wear sleeveless stuff, but I was wearing wigs and I couldn't do it. Like, oh yeah, the I wig is almost like I think I lasted I think I lasted forty minutes in the wig and then I was like, Okay, yeah. I'm I'm not what's her name anymore? I'm just a random Riverdale
2: cheerleader. Yeah. Not, what's her name? Cheryl. Yeah. yeah not Cheryl I'm just a random Riverdale cheerleader. I can't. I, I, you know, I had that problem. I did the gender, gender bend, um, Dr. Who, and I was so hot and it was just, it wasn't even a wig. It was just layers. Yeah. I thought I was going to pass out. So I just stopped doing it. I think last year we decided last year that our costumes, quote unquote, we're going to be, we were going to be cute fifties girls in geeky, sleeveless dresses <laughs> we were just like no it is too hot it is too miserable um it's just it's so much better if you don't I, I understand costuming is a deep and abiding love affair that i have and i love to look at everybody else's costumes but i just can't do it because the heat takes so much out of me yeah um, me too Atlanta heat is not a joke I and mean, if you can go in it, summer then, and in polyester
0: yeah and the stuff
1: that some people wear like I was in sleeveless dresses and a wig and I couldn't handle it but some people are in just like full Chewbacca vibe. outfits yeah. like yeah I like, don't they must be so dedicated and they're walking around like that all day well what's day. scary
0: is, is that when you cause you, you know going from panels to panels you're, you you do a lot of circuits at the convention and you'll often see the same people you know walking around and you might see like a Chewbacca who's been wearing it all weekend and I'm like, I don't know. That is
2: That's from the sky bridge. Yeah. But there are some, you know, At I, I just, yeah, I just can't even imagine really how hot they must be inside those full body costumes. That's dedication. Dedication and, and more power to them for it. But I couldn't do it. But, you know, I've seen some funny things at dragon con uh, and not just backstage at your show. But like, <laughs> but like i saw one time i saw a, a stormtrooper hitting on an anime character that was very funny to me i was standing on one of the like you could see down because you're standing on the second floor and down the first floor of the ground floor they're like and i'm like oh, oh how far is he gonna get <laughs> oh did she like star wars it was very i've, I've seen some funny things though because people come in costume and they are serious yeah. and that is really cool
0: I always appreciate as well that like there's there's folks who like have their daytime cosplay and then you know once they hit Dragon Con after dark, like a couple layers come off, but they're like they're still cosplaying the same character. Uh... But suddenly it's like yeah, but I'm like really horny, so you know <laughs> I'm horny Chewbacca now.
2: <laughs> oh no, that's that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure Chewbacca in a bikini. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
2: Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen some great cosplays. I saw. I, what's your favorite cosplay you've ever seen at, at Dragon Con? I think. I obviously not the one, uh, apart from Darcy's, because they're always great. Yeah, of course. Uh,
1: yeah. I can tell you mine right off the bat. And part of it yes. is because I look at her and I'm like, you know, that's a good choice for this kind of weather. So she was Daenerys Targaryen, but, like, when Daenerys came out of the fire, and so she was basically (laughs) naked with strategically paced baby dragons.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, her her real
1: hair was, like, bleach blonde, so it was like she didn't have to do a wig, and she was naked, but covered up with her dragons. I thought it was... it looked great, and it was just very clever
2: as
0: well. (laughs) Where's (laughs) my...
2: smart cosplay oh say that again oh that's very smart cosplay like oh yeah i think mine
0: is probably the opposite of that because it must have been hell for the person in it yeah but i think it's from labyrinth there's like an old lady who's like basically a pile of trash (laughs) and so like she kind of comes out of like a pile of trash and she's got like a trash house on her back and stuff like that I think it's from Labyrinth, now, I, I'm, some, someone's going to school me in the comments, I'm <laughs> sure, but, like, it look, it was a real big production, and, you know, fully head-to-toe covered in, like, either, like, prosthetics, or, like, these, all these different kind of rags and stuff like that, and it was, like, really movie-accurate, like, it was, like, it looked like oh. a set. so I was, like, wow, that's really impressive, and, and so that, I think that's always stuck with me as, like, a holy shit, like, thing. But uh yeah, I think it's that movie anyway.
2: What the best Saturday? costumes always come out like Saturday night in the Marriott. And it's so crazy some of the costumes you see. People are so creative and Oh my god. And they make and it's not just that they can make it, but they think of making that character.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Yeah. Like think like choosing that character in that moment, you know, like that's part of why I love the Daenerys thing too. It wasn't what you would typically think of necessarily. Maybe it was what some people would think of, but it was like such a good moment to choose and you knew exactly what it was. So what are some of your favorites that you remember? Uh,
2: you know, the, I've seen a couple of different transformers that were functional, that they oh, could come wow. apart and be, and be the robot, but they could also come back together and be the car. And that was re- like, that took some serious, not just skills, but like um, thought went into how those pieces are going to come apart and look in both places. Yeah, like it's, they it's must have those Yeah, so so much. Then I like the ones that are like two things in one, like um, yeah, steampunk Batman. Yeah, <laughs> like it's Batman, but it's also steampunk, and so his you know, his his wings come up or whatever and they're, you know, wow, steampunky. Great. Um, I I do like I do like things that are kind of like weird twists on on yeah.
0: um, as stormtroopers are like a reliable for that. Like people are finding like all different sorts of like mm-hmm. twists on stormtroopers. Like does the like the run DMC stormtrooper who's quite famous at Dragon Con. He's just mm-hmm. like in a red Adidas tracksuit version of it. Uh, yeah. You no, know, I've I've seen like Mario and Luigi stormtroopers and all that kind of stuff, like it's pretty great. Uh but a weird thing, and I don't know if you know about this, there's a huge element of Playboy bunnies at DragonCon. Con. There's,
2: I have never seen those because I go to bed really early. <laughs> I see them walk around <laughs> in the middle of
0: the day. That's the thing though. Really? They walk but they're all in this I
2: mean I don't know if
0: it's maybe from an anime as well like maybe like that look is is from like some sort of like cartoon yeah. too but they're just basically wearing what I know as the, the playboy bunny like waitress gear oh but they'll they'll have lots of different versions of them so they'll have like twists on those a lot oh well, they have
2: bunny ears oh yeah
0: exactly okay. they
2: all have bunny ears but some of them are Deadpool
0: yeah exactly oh, yeah. yeah you'll get a lot of that
2: yeah <laughs> So that's,
0: that, but there's a real, there seems to be a real, like, club of, like, bunny, okay. like, cosplayers yeah. at, at Dragon Con. I, I've never, like, I've never like of, the
2: Deadpools.
0: Deadpools is a huge one as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Jen and Hal do that. Yeah, our, yeah. Our, our mutual friends,
0: Jen and Hal. Yeah. yeah,
1: and they were, like, they were Deadpool
2: Tinkerbells recently, I remember.
0: Oh, that I know, I know Hal was, like, Elvis Deadpool once as well, <laughs> which is fun.
2: Yeah, I did like it when they were Deadpool Deadpool Fairies. I mean shout Yeah, out to Deadpool
1: Fairies. Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> one year we did the year I the, the year I made the gender bent Doctor Who, we had an entire lineup of Doctor Who's. Doctors oh, Who nice. um, <laughs> Doctors Who <laughs> Doctor Who's, Doctors Who. Anyway, we had all of them and we lined up in front of in the Marriott and people took our picture like crazy. Um, awesome. but we were all like, um, various, uh, gender bent versions of the doctor. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, that was also not my idea. I can never, I think of it. I see an idea. I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Why didn't I think of that? I never think of it.
0: You were Scarfy
2: doctor. Wasn't that
0: a, I never remember his actual name. Was he one of the bakers? That was six. Six. Okay.
2: Crazy coat.
0: Yeah, the yeah the and the big scarf.
2: Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't a baker. I wasn't four. That's which four were you? Six, with, with the crazy coat.
0: Oh, with the the was it the cricket one, the blondie one?
2: Yeah, let me. I'm I literally like want to share my screen. Because <laughs> <I'm trying
0: laughs> um, Sylvester was seven, I know that much. And I think it was like the blonde guy who like was wearing like a cricket.
1: How many have there been?
0: Al is like thirteen.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. Oh, is
2: he? Is he not a baker? He looks cool. No, I don't think he's a. Baker. There was,
0: I feel like there was two actors with the surname oh. Baker.
2: <laughs> oh, a- yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, he's Colin. <laughs> I not like, what the he hell you were acting. <laughs> the one with the fuzzy hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not four, though. Um, so, yeah, but Tom Baker
0: had a- curly hair as well.
2: Yeah, but. He didn't have fuzzy hair.
0: Okay. I'm getting my, my Dr. Fro confused now
2: at this point. Dr. Fro. Yeah, this one's the blonde one with the question marks on his on his collar. And Oh, yeah. um, so I did a kind of steampunk gender bent one and it was a cutaway frock coat, which I still have upstairs. Nice. That thing is way really too hot to wear.
0: Yeah, that's like that's a thick material. That's a winter coat, really.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely wear that in wintertime would be a good one so. Mm.
0: so we would have been doing dragon con in like two weeks time
2: i know soon
0: so this will be my first one that i haven't been at so the last time I, the last year i wasn't at dragon con was 2007
2: right um, so you were are you going to do any of the virtual stuff
0: well, as uh, spoilers for the five people who listen, um, <laughs> so uh, we're, we, last night we recorded a Gonzo quiz show.
2: Awesome. Yeah. I, I had a feeling that was coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that was, that was typically Gonzo, I think. Um, I think when folks see it, they'll see the usual sort of chaos uh, of people trying things for the first time and seeing how they work live on stage. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love that. Gonzo quiz show is probably my favorite, uh, my favorite thing, which is why um, I hang out with you guys. Really. We, we went to, the, we had that room party in the afternoon where we drank a lot of champagne and then we um, packed up all our stuff and we went to the Gonzo quiz show. For the, <laughs> that was the first time we'd ever been to any of the like non gonzo things. Yeah. and it was just it was so crazy and funny um we kind of it's have been, my favorite thing too
0: we've been told thank you uh you don't count you're my wife <laughs> um but uh I've, I've been told a few times by people that like our sunday quiz show is kind of how a lot of people traditionally like to end their like you know mm. their con weekends and that's very sweet that they'll choose to kind of you know use us as a as a a headline act, I yeah. Suppose, yeah I was so looking might. forward
1: to it all weekend.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's funny because like it, it looks like we didn't try, but we put so much like time and energy into trying to plan it every year, and then once we get out on stage, it's like whatever whatever script we had brought with us, we just like oh, I left it in the room. Never mind. Um, let's and then someone panics and goes, let's try this, <laughs> let's see how it goes.
2: Well, it always works. Um, yeah, we, we, we I think love, people always enjoy it
0: Yeah we have enough funny guests That can like just uh, make uh, Lemonade out of the madness <laughs> 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 um, But uh, yeah f- Last night we tried a couple of like Zoom appropriate New games Like to, to take oh, advantage cool. of people being in their houses And stuff so uh, we, We've already learned some lessons <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> My, my favourite thing is the song one and, yeah,
0: which as you can imagine, trying that over Zoom is awkward and hard.
2: It's always funny when, when somebody's like, audience, you hush it. Because I've got this. Just oh, yeah. don't sing. Don't mess it up. Don't mess me up. It's <laughs> always somebody who's an actual singer in real life. Oh, <laughs> Molly
0: Lewis. That with Molly Lewis. Absolutely hates people clapping along. Because she's like, you're oh. climbing wrong. I, I, I have the right in my head. I need you to shut up.
2: I've literally heard Molly and Paul Saborin both say, audience, you shut up right now. All of you, don't sing with me. Don't. And it, it's really funny because usually it's because they know the song. Oh, I'd be so mad if you were singing along with me. So I get it. Um,
0: but I also I also find it hilarious that like, it's such a inconsequential points game <laughs> that they're still taking it so seriously. They're like, I need to get this right. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's important. It's important to them on a personal level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I find myself getting caught up in that too as an audience member. Like, I, I want whoever's scorekeeping, I want them to be accurate. Like, I really want yeah. And I know that Ken just, like, shells out points. Like, it's has yeah. But like, I really want accuracy in scorekeeping.
0: Yeah, and like as the official scorekeeper, like I just have to apologize to everybody watching ever because I I often for, like forget to even take down points. Um, <laughs> it's it's very rarely accurate. No.
2: You know, I teach statistics. I could fix that for you. <laughs> Stand in the back and click at Ken. I mean, but he he does deal out points, kind of like I deal out shots. Um. Yeah,
0: but he also he also plans games specifically to troll people. Like, I know
2: it's great.
0: Yeah, he's like it's you know,
2: so
0: I'm gonna get Paul to sing the song, and Paul hates this song. So here you go.
2: <laughs> Can't remember he made sing Africa. It might have been Bill Corbett you know that song has a really long intro yeah and i think whoever it was was just standing there like went, oh, really easy and it was so funny because it was just dead silence and it and it was just the music playing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have cut the intro out. But it was funny to me because whoever it was was kind of like, wow, this is um, slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we,
0: we've since then started to actually play songs to see if they're appropriate for it. I think we learned a lesson on that one. <laughs> you them out now. Yeah, we actually tried to test them out, which, is actually, which makes it, our songs very limited because there's so many songs with long intros. Mm. And you think like, no, this gets straight into it. And then you play it and there's like 50. Well,
2: you no. Know, <laughs> they have software that lets you clip the intro off.
0: Again, it's like that type of preparation <laughs> before we land at the convention would be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. And
0: the, and the problem is, is that because we've kind of made like, you know, uh, something good out of the madness over the years, Ken now sees the madness as branding. So he oh, like... I'm yeah. sure he's
2: right. But it's that. not the bug; it's the feature.
0: But yeah, but it also means that the idea of doing simple things that can make our lives easier, like cutting out the intro, he's like, "No, nope, fuck it. Let's just let's just make it awkward for everybody."
2: <laughs> I think it's funny. So it is. It works. Go ahead, but
1: it
0: works.
2: every time you guys play that game, I run out from backstage. So when when your audience sees that, they're like, "What's gonna happen?" I'm like, "Oh, I know what's about to happen. It's gonna <laughs> be funny. But I always want to watch it because. It's such, it's such a payoff when they get it exactly right. It's so yeah. great when that happens. And everybody is just, like, screaming like they're at, like, I don't know who's a popular singer right now, but they're screaming <laughs> like they're I'm at really this concert day. and, like, Billie Eilish has just come on and done the. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, yes. You know, it's, it, it's like, this payoff that I just love.
0: Yeah, and especially like those, uh, Dana Swanson. We gave for yes. Titanic one year, like the My Heart Does Go On, mm. and she's she's a ham, you know, of epic proportions. So, oh yeah, and she knows the song off by heart, so she like we let her just go for I think like three minutes.
2: Oh my god! Oh yeah, it was a really long time, and she still nailed it.
0: She pretty much nailed it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that was a huge eruption, I remember that one. I was. Oh, like,
2: yeah. Amazing. People yes. were screaming like crazy. It was so funny. Yeah. And, and of go- course, she was doing the whole, like, she's doing the whole big, huge Celine Dion arm motions and everything. Oh, yeah, I think
0: she went out to the audience yeah. as well. Oh, yeah,
2: she totally did. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, I was just, like, in tears. It was so funny because Dana is so funny. Um, <laughs> but she is, she's such a ham. Actually a lot of those guys that you guys do the a lot of the folks you guys do the improv with are really hamming it up and it's just it works.
0: Oh yeah, well you have to especially with a stage that big like mm-hmm. it's because like it, my friend Tom like he did his dissertation on like the best kind of rooms to do comedy in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know there's a reason why most comedy clubs are little kind of dungeons because you need a low ceiling. And you need like blacked out surroundings so that you're the only thing that people are paying mm. attention to on stage. Mm. And you need the acoustics to kind of you know carry everybody's laughs mm. and, and all that kind of stuff. And these ballrooms that we're doing a at, at, at conven- complete opposite of that at convention. This every
2: single years, every single element is completely the opposite of that. Yeah,
0: it's it's everything is wrong. Everything should not be happening there. So you kind of have to compensate and really, like, you know, go to 11. Um, but what's wonderful is, is that the Dragon Con audience, like I've said it to people before, it's the, and I'm not, I, I really don't mean this in a derogatory term, they're the easiest audience you can ever play to.
2: You mean that as a positive. Yeah. A great audience. Because... Everybody's they, there to have a good time. Nobody's yeah. there to be an asshole. No. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's but there are a few. There are very few people. Okay, one time we were laughing too ho- too loud in the audience and some Klingons yelled at us and that was very funny.
0: But that's very Klingon. <laughs>
1: that's very
2: too much fun. These Klingons. <laughs> We were very angry, and it's pretty hard to take anybody with that many bumps on their forehead seriously, so yeah. we just laughed harder, and then we got asked to leave.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, was this, like, a very serious panel as well that you were laughing through? <laughs>
2: it, was the, it was the costume contest thing, uh-huh. and we were way in the back, so we were watching it on the screen, and it was, and uh, there may have been some snarky comments from the costumers in the group, maybe me. <laughs> Um, but I mean, everybody's costumes were good, but it was like, you know how the announcers don't know what the hell they're talking about, right, just right, eyes like, oh, shut up. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Sorry if I, I, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't have taken the Lord's name in vain, but I've, cur- I've had every other curse on this podcast. So why wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, God, trust me, this is, not a, this is not a PG show. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it's and, and that's it is a funny thing. Cause like, yeah, everyone's there to have a good time. and Everyone's super excited to be there. So there's a really good vibe in, in any mm-hmm. show. So you can, it's easier to get laughs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's also that thing of everyone's very earnest there. There's Mm -hmm. a, there's a, you know, everyone put their heart and soul into everything that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so they want to be met with that level of warmth. So if you're kind of like, that's a bit shit, um, it doesn't go down well. And I remember one year, it might've been the year before the year you first came. It was around that time, around 10 years ago. Um, they asked Ken, Misty Lee and somebody else to host a gong show at Dragon Con
2: Ah, that's and, a little too much, huh?
0: Yeah. So they, I think not everybody was on the same page with this. So, like they told Ken to be like the Simon Cowell, and for Misty to like hit. They actually had even had a whole gong out there that Misty would hit. Like you know, and she and she like she's very vaudeville. Like she knows the whole thing, and so uh, she was expecting everybody to be in on the game. But I think everybody came to it, like, with, like, genuine hopes and and, and feelings to, like, you oh. know, to, like, I'm going to sing a song that means an awful lot to me. And, oh. like, you know, I really, and and so, yeah, it, it they, the, the, the crowd turned ugly and there was booze for Ken and, and Misty, like, when they were trying to make yeah. jokes and shit like that. Yeah. It was not a good song.
1: But that shows where the crowd is. That shows
2: like how they just want like good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Positive vibes only. (laughs) I I guess I I would, I probably would have been with the crowd on that one. I don't think that other people being embarrassed is funny to me. Like that just makes me feel secondhand embarrassment. And I just can't, I can't enjoy them making fun of them unless they're in on it. And clearly I think maybe, maybe the gong show it's a little bit old People yeah don't i don't think you could really
0: do that show anymore because that was you like the 70s it. or
2: 80s that was the 60s oh Sixties, yeah. and i'm just like i mean i didn't even watch the gong show when i was a kid i'm 45 you know i mean goldie Hawn was on it she had really short hair and really short skirts <laughs> now she's a grandma you know what i mean so, <laughs> yeah. like It's just kind of that maybe was not, people didn't understand what that was going to be.
0: Yeah. No, I think there was definitely a lot of miscommunications and stuff like about, I think, and I think the guys, I think Misty and Ken maybe didn't adapt to the audience maybe as quick when they saw like the way things were going, you know, because like there were pitchforks and torches like getting brought out before the end of that thing.
2: <laughs> so I
0: think, yeah, it was, it was a tough time all around. But I think, you know, since then, you know, they haven't tried anything like that. Like I think everyone learned a lesson that day. Um, but, oh, uh, so.
2: but it's, yeah, I don't think DragonCon would be the place for that. And and maybe it's, you know, DragonCon's still a fan run convention. Mm. which is completely different from most comic cons. Yeah. Um, and it, it you know for better or for worse there are some problems with that sometimes. Um but it it's fan run. And so the it fans really feel very proprietary about about Dragon Con. Yeah. Um, in a way that I think people don't feel about Comic-Con. Comic-Con is different. Mm. Um, at at least San Diego Comic-Con because that's the only I mean, I guess they're comic cons and other places, but I don't know if they're run by the same people and they're not in convention centers. It's just not, it's not the same kind of thing. It's I think
0: New York is probably the closest to the San Diego yeah. one in terms of like what it's like, but yeah, I always try and say to people because there's even celebrity guests that come in. And expect it to be more like a San Diego Comic Con, which is very much like there's a velvet rope. Mm. The celebrities are kept a very long arms distance away from the from the crowd, mm. and it's it's a celebrity event. Whereas Dragon Con, there is no rope. And you know, I remember seeing Doug Jones, like the guy who played the the creature from um,
1: Oh, the, wait, uh, not the Water, water. One, yeah. Shape of Water. Shape of Water.
0: <laughs> like you know, and a bunch of other characters. Like I remember seeing him at a Dragon Con one year. In the hallway of the Marriott, sitting down in a corner with a bunch of like cosplayers sitting around chatting with them, like and just like hanging out at like one a.m. Like, yeah, you know, no, it's I couldn't believe it
1: when Janet Varney just like got into a car with us. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, not expecting that at all.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a very it's a very different vibe. It's it is more of a it almost feels like a family run event, even though like it is <laughs> such a like a big volunteer like. Yeah circuit but you know there's folks who have been there since the beginning for over 20 years and you know it's 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 a it's a special vibe because of it but i think at the same time sometimes you know you wonder uh like you said there's positives and negatives of that Mm. and you wonder like you know what's the trade-off in in making changes and i think there hasn't been many changes because i think people are afraid of losing that great thing about the con yeah you know
2: i've seen some who's I last year, Ken and I were waiting for an elevator in the in the back hallways of the Marriott um, with the wagon of booze (laughs) because we were taking it up to the to one of our shows. And John Cusack was just like hanging out back there. And I was like, "You want a beer?" He's like, "Mm, "No, I'm good." (laughs) It was just (laughs) (laughs) surreal. Last year or the year before, whichever year he was there, um, they all kind of run together in my head at this point. Yeah, tell me about it. um, But uh, you know, we've seen some, I last, no, two years ago, I met John Noble um, who was Denethor in Lord of the Rings in the, oh, nice. in the executive lounge in the middle of the afternoon. And it, my friend was wearing uh, my friend, Hannah, who you guys know yeah. was wearing a huge crown. I she remember had. that crown. That that crown, was crown that she made. And she was wearing her elf ears and stuff. And I was wearing like a twenties dress. Cause again, I don't like to be hot. Mm-hmm. and um he said oh you look very elven and he's like that's a very nice crowd and so he initiated because otherwise i wouldn't have bothered somebody who's yeah. just having a coffee oh, so yeah. that's not okay. um but he was like oh you look very elven that's quite nice and you know he's got that voice and we were and, and hannah because she's not wearing her glasses has no idea who this <laughs> man is <laughs> and so i said i said oh yeah she made that herself and um and then he's like, "Oh, she made the dress for me." And he was like, "Oh, that's very nice." And and um, then I said something like, "Oh, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of your work." And he's been in one of my favorite TV shows, which is Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. He was he was on a he guest starred on an episode of that. And he said, "I said, oh, I loved that show, and you were so good in it." He said, "Oh my God, you guys, you've seen that? You get that here, like in the <laughs> states?" You know, the Australian TV show. And he said, "I just happened to be home, and you know, just." it just worked out schedule wise that he was able to, to guest star in that. And he was glad to do it because it's an Australian show and all that stuff. And he was just so nice, but you wouldn't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that yes. was a very, you know, I've, I've met some other people. Um, um uh, I met, um, Colin Ferguson in an elevator right after Eureka was canceled. Um,
0: I had an elevator meeting with, like, Summer Glau one year, but I didn't know a clue who she was because I hadn't seen Firefly yet. And and so she was just some woman. She was, like, you know, just some woman in the elevator. And a little girl with her mother had gotten on the elevator at one point, and she was, like, dressed in a little, like, Doctor Who TARDIS dress. And she was, like, you know, really, really cute. And, like, the two of them, like, got off on the, the floor and she just turned to me and was like, oh, my God, she's so cute. Like, And I was like, yeah, she's very nice. Uh, and then when Summer Glow got off, like, someone else in the other goes, oh, my god, that was amazing. And I forgot <laughs> to talk to her. And I was what? like, I don't know. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, I don't know who you're talking about. And it was only when I was walking around the Walk of Fame later on, and I'm like, I'm oh, she's, oh, okay, she's a thing. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we've met both, probably both of us have met plenty of people that we just didn't recognize because I don't watch – every tv show ever yeah and
0: especially so many voice actors that are there yeah, as well yeah. like yeah
2: yeah and you don't recognize them until they use that voice yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well even like we had dinner with like tom kenny one year like the guy who's oh, yeah, up up pants.
1: his best friend yeah
0: he goes like oh,
2: oh my god i haven't seen you in so long and she was like <laughs> no he's isn't he he's such a lovely man i love him so much he was <laughs> so he's like okay." when when the band goes out you and you and you are going to go out in the audience and dance and make everybody dance and we were like okay tom we got it (laughs) we were like we were ready to be his like dancing girls he's he's a great guy a little crazy like wild and crazy guy but you know he's got that extra down to earth yeah oh yeah totally nice
0: but I also wonder, like, how because we know a lot of people who are pretty crazy at DragonCon. But I always wonder if are they just crazy at this event, mm. or are they normally that crazy? Because like a lot of people let it all hang out that weekend. Mm.
2: Like, that <laughs> is, true. A, like, that <laughs> is very true. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like um, I was I was I was privileged to be sitting in on a conversation between Tom and James Urbaniak. And they were talking about voice acting versus regular acting. And I'm like, how am I still sitting here? Why are they having this conversation with me? But basically Tom was like, nobody recognizes me. It's great. I have the best job in the world. And he was so enthusiastic about it. He was just like, I can go. I mean, you know, I work all the time. I've got a great job. And it was just, it was awesome. He's an awesome, yeah, awesome
1: guy.
0: and
2: that's so true. Like, yeah,
0: is this is one of the best gigs in yeah, voice acting, I
2: think. Yeah, yeah. And to be on a show as long and as beloved as SpongeBob, I mean, wouldn't that be a yeah. You can. Yeah. Again, the he's the- such a huge show.
1: star, but he can still walk around and
2: not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Um, he's and a great guy. We met a lot of, I mean, I found that some of the people who we have met have just been so awesome. And I wouldn't say that anybody has been a jerk. Pretty, oh, you know what I mean? He's Everybody he's- has been super down to earth. And maybe that's just because Ken only knows, you know, non-shitty people. Mm-hmm. Well, we're,
0: we're lucky because he's able to curate, you know, a group of folks that he already knows. And so he's had experience with most of these people. He knows, like, what they're going to be like and how they're going to react. And over the years, there's been a couple of times where we maybe, like, made a mistake of bringing someone in, and not because they were jerks, but because the con of Dragon Con, like, is very... Wild event, and that can be hard for some people to to to, to, to work in. Mm. Like I know, like infamously, like poor like Neil Innes. We brought him in one year, like amazing musician, comedian, worked with like all the greats. But like this, conve- he's not used to a convention like that, mm. and so he didn't know what he was in for. And I think. He, you know, struggled with the schedule, like so mm. he had a good time, but I think it was like tough for him. Mm. And you it, know, in hindsight, it, we felt bad that we gave we let him in for a tough situation, you know. Yeah. So so well, yeah. and
2: then guys, like I think like Terry when Terry Gilliam came, I don't think he expected it to be like it was, but he just threw himself in at the you know on the deep end and seemed to enjoy himself.
0: Yeah, but he 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 found his feet like cause I think the first year he had a kind of a, a, a same sort of shell shock reaction yeah. like Neil did, you know, their friends, they came mm-hmm. in together actually that year, but you know, we kind of, he was like, okay, how do I make this work? And he was able to, to, to curate like his kind of like own experience then. Yeah. And like, I and I've had that same thing with Dragon Con where like my first couple of Dragon Cons were kind of wild and mad. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think I could do it like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah so now I know kind of all right I can do this many panels in a weekend without burning out or losing my mind um and I can do like you know these types of shows uh I still feel good about myself (laughs) at the end of
2: it well I I mean I don't I'm not a performer I don't do well I've been on a few panels but it's mostly sort of chat panels Mm. um I don't do I don't do performances but even me on Saturdays I don't leave the Hilton until we have to for for Saturday night because it is so crazy
0: yeah Saturdays are a bad day at the con I will
2: I basically stay in the hotel room and watch the parade on the hotel tv on the dragon con tv and then go downstairs if we have a panel downstairs I'll go downstairs for that but just straight down and straight back up. Oh yeah no I
1: hate that feeling of like just trying to walk from here to there and it just being slowed down by human like human traffic I was just going to say which is not the right term to use but like just it just being slowed down by just the sheer amount of people there. It's a terrible feeling like I actually don't like it. Yeah it's it's maddening Yeah yeah and it freaks me out a little bit it makes me feel a little bit unsafe like oh I couldn't just escape if I had to or
0: something But we've been kind of lucky the guns Crew over the years because programming has meant that Saturdays have mostly been a quieter day for us until the evening the the, 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 the concerts
2: Uh,
0: yeah so like it's kind of I think partially because they try and bring in their their biggest celebrities for like Saturday stuff because that's when they have their biggest crowds Mm -hmm. so they try and pack all their big superstars like on Saturday programming and we're a low, slightly lower tier. I mean, I know I am a superstar, but right. like some of our other celebrity guests are slightly <laughs> are more lower D-less. tier.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not Very quite uh, like
0: the John Cusacks of the world. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. They're more like the Joan
0: Cusacks right. of the world. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> yeah. But you uh, John. But so yes, yeah, so we've been lucky in that sense. Uh, I do.
2: I love the Saturday Night Concert, and it's always so much fun. Um. But it is, it is real time suck. Yeah, it really is.
0: Because there's Cause so much, people may not realize we're there for maybe two hours setting up for a concert mm. some to some years. So, I
2: mean, usually we get the room about five forty five six o'clock, whatever whatever time that panel ends. Maybe it's seven, mm. uh, and then our show's at eight thirty to ten thirty usually.
0: Yeah, around um, that.
2: And it is freezing in there.
0: Oh yeah, always an ice box at oh the
2: back. God, yeah. until the you know 2000 people get in there, it's like it feels like you're in an ice box, which I hate. Um I you know, I like the air conditioning, but Jesus Lord, could the, the Marriott is not joking around. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's amazing how you feel that change too with the, when the bodies are just in the room, like how much the human body yeah. heat actually does.
2: Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we're, I'm sitting back there like Looking at my phone while you guys do mic checks and stuff, and thinking, "Did I bring my winter coat? I mean, I don't know it's August and in, in Atlanta, but maybe oh I should have.
0: <laughs> I think we started bringing blankets to yeah, I
2: definitely had a
1: blanket on me <laughs>
2: last uh-huh. year. and then last year, where did we have a show in maybe the Weston? It was a room we'd never been in before.
0: I think it was the share no yeah, it was Weston, yeah, it was like one of the quiz shows, I think yeah,
2: and also cold as hell like that. Anyway, the the Hilton is usually not as bad. But yeah, the Marriott's not joking. So that's where to I guess that's the place to be if you're really hot natured. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing.
0: Yeah, so we should let the Chewbacca's backstage just so they can
2: all well, the Chewbacca's blessed then should all come together. <laughs> like. <could> so <laughs> all uh oh it's good times. I'm gonna miss everybody this year. Yeah.
0: Well at least we got to have this chat.
2: Yeah. Great. yeah that, I'm Thank so you. glad that you guys uh, are doing well. Sounds like you're both doing well anyway. And
0: um, we're on the right side of crazy.
2: Yeah, just on the right just, side. Just on the right side
0: of a nervous yeah. breakdown. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well that just stay that way and we'll see t- there will be f- there will be more dr- there will always be Dragon Con. Um Hopefully Con. Hopefully next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I think I think it's looking up. Um, you
1: think goes
2: well? There's, you know, all the best scientists in the world are working on vaccines. Yeah, that's what yeah. we got to get.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Before before we bum everybody out.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We- sorry, <laughs> we bum everyone out. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a hopeful thing. It's hopeful. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a positive thing.
2: Yeah, that
1: we will hopefully see you in Atlanta next year.
0: So. Definitely. In terms of podcasts, well, thank you for listening, folks. And we will be back for another one at some point.
1: Someday. We
0: took a COVID break, um, but we, you know, we'll try and maybe get into a more regular uh, schedule again in the future. But for now, always and forever, shoulders, shoulders folks. I don't
1: know what that <laughs> meant.